0: Hello, welcome to the Camden Fringe Pod, a podcast all about the Camden Fringe. Keep listening for a glimpse behind the curtains and to find out how you can get involved in, you guessed it, the Camden Fringe. Hi, welcome to the Camden Fringe Pod. I'm Michelle. I'm Zena. This is our first episode of the Camden Fringe Pod So we're going to introduce ourselves, introduce the Camden Fringe and talk a little bit about what's happening in the world of Camden Fringe now. We are the founders and the runners of the Camden Fringe. Mm -hmm. Um, It's us that have been, we we set it up, we've been administrating ever since. For how many years is it now? We've been
1: doing it for 17 years. Remind me Mm -hmm. how we met. So we met... When we were both working for the Pleasants, we were assistant box office managers. Ass managers. Ass managers. um, And we met at the start of the festival in 2000. When you say the festival, do you mean the Camden Fringe? No. God, no. The Edinburgh Festival. And I said, take off that stupid hat. I was wearing a
0: bucket hat. She
1: was wearing a very ugly bucket hat. I'd got it out of lost
0: property at the Pleasants in London. Mm
1: -hmm. And... uh, but little did I know, Michelle had already decided that she wanted to be my friend because she liked my, what do you call it, CV? A cheeky CV you'd A cheeky in. CV where I'd put on my star sign and that my boobs were drooping. On the l- descent, I believe. Was on the, d- <laughs> was on the, the, the descent. But um, I didn't know then how much they would descend <laughs> in the future. They really yeah. have descended years though. later. yeah.
0: Why did we start the Camden Fringe? Can you remember?
1: Oh, so we were running the Etcetera Theatre together in Camden. and We'd been doing that for a few years. We'd been producing comedy shows and taking them up to Edinburgh, and we'd been doing that for a few years, and that was fun. We then decided that, because quite often we'd find that we'd we'd go up to Edinburgh during August and the Cam- Camden venue would be empty or just have like one or two shows happening. It'd be very, very quiet, wouldn't it?
0: It would, yeah, because the common perception was everybody had gone to Edinburgh in the third world, which, I mean, it's not completely untrue, but it's not like London is empty in August. There's yeah, still London's plenty of people around.
1: Still full of people. So we thought, what's a good way of trying to fill the venue up so one afternoon we set up the Camden Fringe but basically in our heads and then sent a mail out to lots of people that had performed at the Etc previously saying we're doing a Camden Fringe this year and then within the space of two days we had 22 shows booked in of, of people who were like, yeah, Camden Fringe, that sounds like a real thing, we'll do it It wasn't a real thing But then it became a real thing It's a real thing now it happened and it was real.
0: So when when does the Camden Fringe? Uh,
1: four weeks in August every year and the dates change slightly every year because we like to go Monday to Sunday.
0: So this year it is the 31st of July to the 27th of August and mm-hmm. I say that with absolute confidence. It takes place in venues that pretty much exist year-round as performance venues. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not setting up tents and parks and things like that. It, it, it's venues that already have all their equipment in they're already used to having performers in and shows on um so it's quite nice but during the camden it gives them the opportunity to have um shorter runs on lots of different shows really
1: high turnover of
0: yeah high turnover of shows and quite often they'll have two or three shows on during the day so we're currently taking applications to uh, from people through a system called eventatron
1: yes so eventatron is a brilliant thing um It's run by a nice man called Chris and he developed it specifically because he knew about the problems that Fringe festivals have and and what they need. So it's developed specifically for Fringe, which is why it's so great. Um, So if you haven't already, you need to set up an account on Eventatron and you can do that for free by just going to com and setting up an account like you do with anything. And Zena... Is it just for applying to the Camden Fringe? Oh, no, Michelle, it's not. I'm glad you asked that. You can apply to festivals all over the world with Eventron. And if you go on there, you'll find all sorts of venue, uh, venues and festivals that you had no idea existed, and then you can apply to them. So um, if you've got a show that you want to not just bring to us, but bring to lots of places, then and why wouldn't you, then go for it. So that's
0: eventatron.com. dot com.
1: Once you've set up on Eventatron, you then need to search for our festival, Camden Fringe, and click that you want to apply to us, and then fill out a short application. Um, not many questions. You should be able to be able to answer them pretty quickly. Things like what is your name, what's your show called, what's your show called, what's it
0: about, how many yeah. people are in it, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Does this then get sent to venues to look at?
1: Well, you fill out all the information first in sections one, two and three, and they are short sections. So you, if you know what you're doing, if you know what your show is, you could fill those in in the space of 10 minutes, really.
0: Having a cup of tea and a biscuit, yeah. filling your application.
1: Yeah. And you can also fill a bit in and then log out and leave it and then come back and do a bit more when you're feeling inspired. Then once you've done sections one to three, you need to then think, right, I need a venue to put this show on.
0: Um, and are there many venues taking applications for the Camden Fringe at the moment?
1: There are 17 venues taking applications at the moment. But
0: that changes all the time. It's going to go up rather than down, mm-hmm. hopefully. Yep. Um, but currently there are 17, um, including all the classics like Camden People's Theatre, yeah, Upstairs at the Gatehouse,
1: The Etc., Hen and Chickens,
0: Camden Comedy Club,
1: Aces and Eights, Canal Cafe. All the classic. But you you might find, you don't want to go to any of those. You might find your own venue in Camden or near to Camden and that's fine. You can tell us about that and we'll get you sorted out. So in section four on Eventatron, that is where you look for a venue and then you can apply to up to six venues. Amazing.
0: And what sort of thing things are venues looking for?
1: They want to know that you are a competent person that knows what they are doing and that you want to put a show on you know what it is exactly and you know who will be interested in it. So if I
0: filled my application out for example in all caps would that be good?
1: Well if you did it in all caps I would think hmm, this person is a bit shouty they don't know how to to take the caps lock off I'm not sure I want to spend the next six months having a, a dialogue with them. So it would put me off. If you, if you write a show blurb and, and it just doesn't make any sense. So sometimes you might have a clear idea in your own head of exactly what you mean. And it might be a brilliant idea. But then you write it down and it doesn't make sense. It only makes sense to you. So what I would suggest is maybe write some show blurb, show it to a friend and say, do you understand what I mean by this?
0: Yeah, some things can be a bit too enigmatic and too cryptic. You do kind of want to make it clear what the show is, is what it's about. Yeah. It's it's nice to get a bit of atmosphere, a bit of um, artisticness in there. But yeah. also you do need to say it's a play. It's got some people in it. Uh, it's going to be set in the dark if it is set in the dark just let people know what to expect a bit more
1: yeah and quite often it it can be hard to to quite realize how vague you're being because you have it very clear in your own head so that's something to think about
0: What's, what's the deadline if I'm going to do this when do I need to do it
1: Well, I would get going straight away if I was going to do it.
0: Yeah, but when I I don't like doing things in advance, I like to leave things right until the last minute because I have an artistic temperament. Mm -hmm. That's why I got involved in the theatre in Uh, the first place. Okay. What's the absolute latest I can do this?
1: Well, the absolute latest you can do it is you you can register halfway through the festival if you want to. I don't advise it because you won't get the most out of being in the festival if you leave it so late. So I would suggest trying to get everything done by the end of April. So I need to find my venue, mm-hmm.
0: get it confirmed, mm-hmm. get my marketing all together. Yeah, get some nice pictures taken. Brilliant. I mean, we'll cover, we'll cover more of that in the future. Are, are venues starting
1: to offer slots now and programme things now? You know what they are. I, I, I conversed with a company yesterday and they were ready to go on sale. Were they at
0: the Hen and Chickens, it?
1: No, they were at Camden People's Theatre. Oh, there's definitely one at the Hen and Chickens, which is oh, all confirmed as yeah, well, because they announced
0: it on social media.
1: So you can leave it till quite late, but if you want to get a, a nice slot in a venue that you're really hoping to get, get in there nice and early.
0: Can I perform my show? Because it's very good. Can I perform it in multiple venues?
1: What show is this, Michelle?
0: Um, it's a show... It's your
1: Naked Jam show?
0: No, that was... Very derivative of the Naked Jam show. This is a whole new thing. <laughs> okay. um, naked Marmite
1: Right. I'm not sure anyone wants to see that, but you can perform in multiple venues if you so wish. But you should let the venues know because they might think, hmm, I don't want her doing the Naked Marmite show in my venue. And then she's going to do it like the day before in somebody else's venue. And then all of the audience will go to the other venue and not come to my venue. So let venues know. And make sure that they're happy with you performing in multiple venues if you want to do such a thing.
0: This also um, relates to how many performances you decide to do. Um, so most shows do between one and six performances.
1: What? It's not like the Edinburgh Festival? No,
0: you don't do the whole month. You do a short run. Um, and I would always think very carefully about the size of the venue you're in, how many seats there are, times that by how many days you're doing, and that's how many bums you need to get on those seats. So if you're doing let's say, a 40-seat venue for three days, that's 120 people you need to sell tickets to. Do you reckon that's possible? Do you reckon that many people are going to be interested? Um, So I would say it is better to have three dates completely sold out with 120 people, Mm -hmm. filling filling that venue, buying the tickets, rather than have six dates and have 120 people and a half full venue yeah and then your costs will
1: be so much more and if you do a really good show and do really well and make the venue very happy then they'll invite you back yeah It's, it's not the end it's the beginning and as soon as you confirm your registration you will we will be able to put you straight on sale so the sooner you finalize and get yourself sorted the longer lead time you'll have to sell tickets which is a very good thing
0: um, another question you might have if you're thinking about performing at the Camden Fringe is when do I pay? How much do I pay?
1: So um, to take part in the Camden Fringe and register a show with us, is £99. Plus we charge 6% of your box office, uh, so tickets sold via us Um Then if you want to pay a bit more and go into the printed brochure, you can pay a bit more for that and all those costs are listed on our website. Venue-wise, all the venues will charge you different things. Some of them will charge you a flat rental. Some of them will offer you a split. Some of them will offer a guarantee against a split. If you don't know what any of the things mean, when, when you're um, dealing with the venue, just drop us an email and say, what does this mean? And we will tell you.
0: An important thing to say about Camden Fringe is we're open to everyone performing. You don't have to be experienced. Mm-hmm. We'll help you.
1: For lots of people, it's their first time ever putting a show on and we love that about it. There's no stupid questions. Even if it's something really basic, just ask us because it'll only take us 10 seconds to reply. And we'd rather you ask than not know.
0: Yeah, and you'll get a reply from one of us. Send us a lovely email. We'll answer your question.
1: Is my show's title any good? What is
0: your show's title?
1: My show's title is Beep, 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 Beep. Is that a good idea?
0: No, it's a terrible idea. How am I going to search for that on Google? How will I search for that on the Camden well, Fringe website? Well,
1: it would just be on Google, wouldn't it? I think it's okay to call my show Beep, Beep, Beep.
0: Um, how are you spelling it?
1: W-A-N-B-E-R <laughs> goes forth to the V A G B C K I N G.
0: Okay, I'm going to stop you there, Zena. I do think you need to reconsider your title slightly. Why? Because it, it's very hard to search that. If you're just telling someone face-to-face, mm-hmm. how are you going to say, look for my show? It's called Beep, 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 Beep. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> um... They're going to find it hard to search for your show if they want to buy tickets. And will and it get
1: listed in magazines if I call it beep, 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 beep?
0: Very unlikely.
1: Right. So you'd say that was a bad idea. I'd say it was a bad
0: idea. I think you want to pick a name for your show that is um, unique. It doesn't just have like lots of short words in it or one short word. If it was called something like the... Mm-hmm that's not going to return any good results when you're Googling it or when you're looking for it on the Camden Fringe website. You need to bear these things in mind. And
1: have we ever had a show called The...
0: No, I don't think we have. I mean, it's hmm, possibly. It's possible, isn't it? It is possible. We've
1: had some pretty weird shows over the years, but that's another... We love them. That's another episode.
0: You said something earlier that I'd like to pick up on. Mm -hmm. A brochure you mentioned.
1: Yeah, so this year we're going to do a printed brochure again. We haven't done one for the last couple of years because of COVID. So we're going to do it again, but we're we're going to say that you can opt in if you pay a bit extra or you can opt out. I think these days people find shows online a lot more than they would from picking up a printed bit of material.
0: Stopped doing the brochure then. um, And it didn't make a darn bit of difference to ticket sales, actually. No not having a brochure but we do realise that some people like to have a brochure they like to have something to save
1: yeah some people really like it it's nice to have it in the venues so we're gonna do a scale back version you can be in it or you can choose not to be in it it's up to you and yeah we're we're certainly not pushing people to do it that's for sure
0: for people who aren't interested in taking part in the Camden Fringe but they love theatre, they love buying tickets, they love supporting the theatre. I'm talking mainly about your Simon Bollins here. What's this podcast got to offer them?
1: I mean you get to find out all about us.
0: Fascinating. You
1: get to listen to our voices and over the next next few episodes we will probably start delving into some old um, festivals uh, and pick out some nice stories from things of days of
0: yore yeah and then obviously as things start getting programmed we start getting shows confirmed we can talk to the creatives behind those Mm -hmm. you can find out what's coming up at the camden fringe
1: it won't all be about filling in applications
0: it's not the most exciting subject for a podcast
1: but if you are having trouble filling in your application you can email us camdenfringe at gmail.com and One of us will get back to you pretty swiftly.
0: So, if I wanted to find out more information about the Camden Fringe, where would I go? www.camdenfringe.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Camden Fringe. TikToks are new. Instagram, we're slightly different because we're at the Camden Fringe mm. because some. Beep, beep 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 Got in ahead of us and uh took the Camden fringe handle
1: so thank you for listening to our first uh Camden fringe pod yeah I- hope thank you, you found it useful um it's our first try but we'll we'll do better next time
0: like and subscribe you can review us on you can review us on apple podcasts is what they say at the end of all podcasts i don't have um apple mm-hmm. things so we're never going to see it if you do review us um, well but I, try and be I, nice.
1: I i do work on an apple so i would see it
0: Oh, okay, so Zena will be checking your reviews on Apple. On a- apple. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to review an apple, then do. If you've had a particularly tasty one recently,
1: mm-hmm. let us know how it was. Bit of a what French? What are they called? French Cox's one. orange pippins. No, they're not French. Fr- French delight. No, no. Pink Lady. French? What are they called? A Brayburn. Stop saying apples. <laughs> <laughs> right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I've... I've-